Every time I opened up a newspaper, there was liquor commercials, advertisements, TV, there was alcohol, billboards, there was alcohol, on the streets, there was alcohol, in the grocery stores, there was alcohol. And I could not get away from that nagging feeling to, this is what I, I still wanted. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. That's the voice of Chug Garrow, a Lakota from the Cheyenne River Reservation in South Dakota. On today's program, Chug shares some of the challenges and joys he's experienced as a follower of Jesus. Uh, that night, there's going to be a uh, the speaker was a uh, was a biker, and his name was uh, they call him Lurch. And Lurch is somewhere around six six, and uh, he's a huge man, and and um, uh, he, he rode a Harley all of his life. And so I went to hear his testimony, and the testimony that he that he shared was very similar to uh, to the things that I experienced in life. And it had such a profound impact upon my life. I could, I could identify with, with his lifestyle. It just, it, the words that he shared, the hope that he had, and just his, his, uh, desire to know Christ and, um, his change after accepting Christ so deeply affected me that it was just as if it was going deep within my heart and breaking up my heart of stone. And, uh, a couple of days later, I accepted Christ. And, you know, that's, that's the first time I heard the story of forgiveness. That I always, I grew up with, uh, with a fear of God. You know, I knew I was doing wrong. I, I learned that from an early age. And I knew that, that, uh, I was breaking all the Ten Commandments. I knew that at an early age. And, and as I got older, I knew no way of getting around that. That I was just getting worse and worse. And I, and I believe that, um, uh, you know, God, you know, the punishment for me was, was worse and worse. And I, I didn't know how to get away from that. But I had never read that, uh, nobody had ever explained to me that, that, uh, Jesus, that Jesus Christ died for my sins on a cross. And as I read in John 3.17, that he did not come to send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And that he had didn't come to condemn me, but to save me. And those were refreshing words. Those were words I'd never heard before. And if one thing I needed, I needed to be forgiven of all the wrongs I had ever done. And the, the wrong was, was to God. And I accepted God. I accepted uh, his forgiveness through Christ's death on a cross and invited him to come into my life. I said, Lord, you know, I believe he died for me. Forgive me for, for my sins and come into my life and, and make me new. And for the first time in my life, I felt clean. I felt forgiven. And when I got up from the floor, I wasn't suddenly glowing or, or jumping around or doing, you know, just suddenly change into, you know, doing you know, something different outwardly by my actions but inwardly god had, had done a work in my life 
And the very next day I woke up and I remember getting ready, doing something. I can't remember what I was doing, but I know that I, I said a cuss word, which up until that time was, was just every bit of part of my language. And it dawned on me that I didn't want to say those words anymore. It felt as if I had a mouthful of gravel. And I remember saying a few more cuss words throughout the day and just feeling very, very uneasy about that. And in a matter of of, of a week, I would say about 90% of the words that I used were gone from my language. Now, that, that wasn't me the day before. I could have cared less what I said. But... It was, it was, it was the Holy Spirit living within me now that was, that was, um, letting me know that, uh, those weren't good things to say and that I felt good about not saying them. And it was, it was that obedience that I was wanting to, the obedience that, to God that I would like to have done for, for years. Suddenly I was doing it supernaturally by God's, under God's power. And I quit drinking in 85, but between 85 and 1989, there was still that great longing in my body to want to, to drink. Every time I opened up a newspaper, there was liquor commercials, advertisements, TV, there was alcohol, billboards, there was alcohol, on the streets, there was alcohol, in the grocery stores, there was alcohol. And I could not get away from that nagging feeling to this is what I, I still wanted. A week after I accepted the Lord, I, of course, I didn't like to go shopping in the supermarkets because we had to cross by the beer and wine to get to the dairy products. But that, uh, that following week, I was standing there and I, I was getting some, probably buying some butter. And then it dawned on me that I had walked through that whole section of alcohol and it was as if I had never seen it. I walked through that whole section of alcohol and it never affected me. And then it dawned on me that, you know, this is what God had done. God had taken that desire that so haunted me for all those years. He took it out of my life in a moment upon accepting Christ. And from that very moment, I look back and see that the advertisements, the billboards, the commercials, anything that had to do with, with alcohol and drugs never bothered me again. And I look back and I say that it's, it's as if I've never drank before in my life, but I know all the dangers of it. And I can only thank God for, for showing me personally uh, how he can deal with some of our, my deepest fears or struggles. And I said, well, why did he do it? And because he loves me. He wanted me to know that, that he was going to take things and change them for my life. And so I think about uh, all those who had been in AA, and I know there's only one answer. That, you know, that uh, I pre I'm glad that people want to sober up and they can go to places like that, but God's just got one step, and that's Jesus Christ. And his Holy Spirit coming inside of you to, to take that away. Take those desires out of your life. From that, uh, I remember that the change that took place was every time I heard the word of Jesus on the radio station, I wanted to listen to it. You know, I, I just wanted to, and that wasn't me just a week before. And I found that, um, 
when you're accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're born again, I began to experience life as God intended it to be, that I would have a relationship with God and he would begin to show me what uh, new desires, new joys, and uh, he would show himself to me by as I would begin to read. And he would show me how I am to, uh, to love my wife and as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her and, and how to raise my children. And from that, I was able to, to, uh, ask others to forgive me. I remember my dad, those years that we had, uh, you know, I look back and see the years that he drank and the, the abuse that was, was put upon the family. But uh, I also look, you know, I threw another look. I, I seen how I was not, a, I was not a part of the solution. I was a part of the problem in that I had greatly dishonored my father during those years, even though he he was uh, just doing what, you know, living the life that he was living at the time, I should have still have been honoring my father. My dad came one time to a, a Jesus festival that we had, and I remember in my heart just going up to him saying, Dad, you know, you know forgive me, you know, for, for what all I've done to you as your son. You know, I, I didn't, I did I wasn't honoring you. And, uh, I wanted to let him know I was sorry about that. And, uh, I did want to honor him. And, uh, you know, th there were tears in our eyes and we, you know, we embraced each other and, you know, he accepted that. And, uh, it's just been, uh, you know, a, a neat way of, of, uh, restoring relationships. And, you know, God makes that possible. He restored my relationship with my, with my father. He restored my relationship with my wife. Um, you know, I even, you know, just, uh, you know, asking her to forgive me for all the, the way I treated her during those years. And her acceptance of that, of forgiving me and, and restoring us. And we see how the family was beginning to be, um, uh, through restoration, what God intended a family to be. And that all along, this is what he desired for, for our people, the people of the world, that we can live a life uh, as a family in, in a godly manner, in a manner in which he intended it to be. And I thank God that, you know, that uh, my, my sons grew up. Uh, they, they, they remember me smoking, but uh, they seen dad quit. They've never had to experience alcohol uh, in their lives in a manner in which... Uh, uh, I experienced alcohol and and they grew up in our home and, and seen the things that God was doing in our life and, uh, and I thank God that uh, he has granted them an opportunity to see life as, as he begins to change people that uh, there's a, a greater life outside of uh, the life that they see around them that others are experiencing. So God is a, he's restored our family. He restored my life. He's granted me new life. And together, my wife and I, we, we walk hand in hand with the Lord through this life. And he's, he's given us a desire to want to, to share uh, his word with others so that they too can be, know that God has forgiven them of their sins and that God desires, uh, a relationship with them in that he wants to, to ex show, expose them 
and empower them to, to live a godly life while they're here upon this earth. Their hearts are, are, their hope is set in the heavens eternal, but they can experience that, uh, that life here on earth. Yet, even through hard times, difficult times, that God is able to, to give us that sense of, of contentment uh, through this life. And that's a life that is free to each and every individual, whether they're Native American or European or Asian or from uh, any other country. God's plan and purpose for life is that uh, we might find our life in Jesus Christ. What Chug has said is true. God wants us to find our life in Jesus Christ, and when we do, things change. Are they changing for you? Maybe you don't know Him yet. My friend, it's time to humble yourself. Turn to God and put your trust in Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can save you from your sins and give you this life that Chug was talking about. Others may promise you life, but they will actually rob you of it. Jesus said in John 10.10, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. If you would like a copy of Chug's story, ask for it when you write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877 877- 766-4648 We're also online at withoutreservation.com Thanks for listening and remember the greatest story took place at the cross for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord There's more to Chug's story so we hope you'll join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller